0: Good morning. My name is Chris, and I'm one of the pastors of Horizon. If we haven't had the, the chance to meet, I am so glad that you are, are worshiping here with us today. Uh, we're in the in the middle of a sermon series called Rest Area, and it was really born out of Eric and I's own uh, realization that we were getting run ragged. We weren't resting in our own lives, and we were getting really tired. Uh, that kind of tired you get when you're, you're overscheduled, you're constantly running, you're just over-scheduled, and what typically happens for me at least is uh, it feels like I'm not doing anything, and then even the things that I am doing, I'm not doing them well. And we just really were struggling with this a, a, a few months back, and we didn't really have great answers on what to do about being tired. And so we began to wrestle with this, and this is really, this series is something we needed in our own lives. It was something that we're hoping really will change our own lives and I have to admit we have do not have any of this figured out by any means (laughs) and this deep issue of being tired we began to recognize isn't uh, a matter of for Erica she would often go uh, she'll slip out once we get the kids to bed and say I have to go to Target Um, and I think it's usually like I'm out of shampoo But she'll come back with this bag full of stuff that she has found at Target. And usually in it, it'll be a nice new brightly colored planner. She'll have a a new box of highlighters and color pens um, so that she can color coordinate, highlight, bold, uh, do all sorts of things to this planner. She'll spend all night when she gets back doodling and coloring and making sure that the next week, the next month is all planned out so that she will not lead herself to be overscheduled and double booked. And maybe you find yourself like Erica. She might lose that planner that she spent all night color coding and organizing the next day at Starbucks, which leads her to be stressed and overworked and running constantly. And nothing is really solved. or you might be more like me. I um, can be a little bit of a tech gadget person, and so I will Google the newest and hottest ways to organize my life through apps and automation and things of that nature. And some of you have recently fallen victim to my newest uh, scheduling when you've wanted to grab lunch or coffee. And what often happens is I spend days trying to set up and organize the app itself. And then, you know, what always happens is you either get a new phone and then you have to memorize all the passwords to all those apps to log them back in. And I spend hours and it stresses me out and I feel much more overworked. So maybe you feel a little bit in between those two. And this tiredness can't be solved through a long weekend, through a day off, through a nap. It's a much deeper spiritual issue that's going on. And Erica kicked us off last week with a a great sermon on rest being a gift. God's first gift to all of creation. A gift that reminds us that God loves us some more than we can even imagine. So that even when we're burned out, God loves us. It's a gift. But yet also, Sabbath rest is also a commandment a commandment to take a day, a day to live differently. And so even by Jesus' time, rest, the Sabbath was very institutionalized. There were certain things you could do, certain things you couldn't do. And that's the world Jesus entered into. There was no work to be done from Friday night to Saturday night. And then most of the early followers of Jesus... Were Jewish. And so they carried this practice with them. And Jesus was resurrected on a Sunday. So they shifted from resting on Saturday to Sunday. And then in 321, there was a Roman emperor named Constantine. And he sent out a, a, a decree throughout the land that there was to be no work, no commerce, no trading done on Sunday. And we still kind of have vestiges of this in our own lives today, those, those blue laws. Those are the reasons why we, whenever you have that craving for Chick-fil-A, it always seems to be on a Sunday. Um, that's why there's still no mail delivery or most banks are still closed on Sunday. But here's the thing, the world will not give us rest either there's stores that are open 24-7. There's always online shopping today. The world will not do it for us. And so for many of us, and I find myself leaning towards this position, we just find this whole day of rest to take one day completely unrealistic. There's just no way in the world we can, we can get everything we need done and, and take a day of rest, and we just kind of blow it off. Or we can go on the far other side, I think, and we can be really legalistic about how we approach rest. And in Jesus' day, there was prescriptions of all sorts of things that you could and couldn't do. And you couldn't build a fire. You couldn't put out a fire. You couldn't cook. You couldn't sew. For any of the Boy Scouts in the room, there was no knot tying on the Sabbath. And we can make it really legalistic about what we can and can't do. Or we completely give it up and say, it's just not possible to take a day and rest. And so today, I want to set out some guidelines of what it might look like to take a day of rest. Some guidelines, some ways that we can prioritize our time and our relationships that we might experience a rest from all those things that are overscheduling us and burning us out and running us ragged. And so Jesus is getting in a little trouble on the Sabbath day. There's a man with a hand injury. And some of the, the religious leaders are giving him a hard time about healing this man with a hand injury on the Sabbath. And this is what Jesus says in Matthew 12. Jesus replied, who among you has a sheep that falls into a pit on the Sabbath? And we'll take hold of it and pull it out. How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? So the law allows a person to do what is good on the Sabbath. See here again, the the Sabbath is a gift. It's not a burden. It's not one more thing to hang on you, to wear you out and make you tired and exhausted. Yet the Sabbath still is a day that is to be honored. A day to live differently in the world. And so that's why we're going to talk through five priorities for living differently on the Sabbath as our guidelines. The first is, might be quite possibly the hardest to take in. And so this is why I want to start with this as number one. The first priority for the Sabbath is God over self. And I, I'm sure there's probably some of you sitting in there being like, wait, I thought this was all about me. This is about me resting and, and, and not being tired anymore. And I, I think this is probably one of the biggest misconceptions of the Sabbath is that we think it's about me. It's about myself. But what often happens is when you, you think about those seven days, you quickly realize that, that all seven days really are... About you right now, about yourself, about what you value, about your own agenda, about your goals, about making money, about your family, about your responsibilities. And what the Sabbath asks us is is, is, is there one day, is there one day that I'm going to prioritize God over myself, my own goals, about making money, my agenda, my priorities? Is there one day... And that's why the people of God on the seventh day, on the Sabbath, they gather together. We see this in scripture that people gathered for worship and prayer. And that's why we take even just an hour. An hour that sometimes we're excited to be here, that we want to be here. An hour that some days we're not even sure why we showed up or if God will ever encounter us in these seats. But we show up. As a way of saying, God is our priority in life. And so the first thing I I invite us to do when we rest is to prioritize God over ourselves. The the second thing that I want to invite us to prioritize in our lives is relationships over responsibilities. And so we're going to look here in Matthew When the religious leaders were asking Jesus, what was the most important commandment of all? If he could sum up, what was the most important thing to God? This is what Jesus told them. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your being and with, your, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus sums up the law and says it's about relationships. It's about your relationship with God and your relationship with neighbor. Jesus says God values relationships much more than our responsibilities. For 70 years, Harvard researchers studied what the key to happiness was. What made people happy? What made them content? What made them experience joy? They studied the same people over a 70-year period. And what these Harvard researchers found was that it wasn't the amount of money they had. It wasn't the kind of house they lived in. It wasn't the wealth they accumulated. It wasn't their possessions. But what made them happy was good relationships. Good relationships with their family with their spouses, with their children. It was those relationships that made these people happy, that experienced joy and contentment. And so on the Sabbath day, are we valuing relationships over all those things we have to do? I have to think about, even in my own life, how many times that I would like to, to hang out. Eric and I will... Uh, Try to schedule a dinner with with another family. And I think we have to start maybe looking at our calendars five or six weeks out just to start to begin to think about a date that we don't have something booked already on the calendar. The way we schedule our lives doesn't prioritize relationships often. Are we valuing hanging out over the things that we have to do? So the, the next priority for our lives, for, for resting, um, this, is get, this might jar you a little bit, um, but I've been trying to use alliteration in this as much as possible, at, so you can hopefully memorize these, um, and also Erica was a teacher, so she always encourages these, uh, these uh, little uh, devices. And so the third priority for our lives is boredom over busyness. And you might be a little confused at this point. Uh, one way I think you could, uh, you could put this is maybe uh, unstructured time, unstructured way of living versus structured way of living. The Sabbath invites us to a bit more freedom than having everything so neatly packaged in our calendars. Usually, it, it, this happens once in a while, once in a while. It'll probably be about like a Thursday night, and Eric and I'll be, she'll be looking at her agenda, I'll be flipping through my phone calendar, and we'll realize, hey, this Saturday we actually don't have anything to do. And what immediately goes into our minds is, well, what are we going to do now? You know, maybe we go to the zoo, we go to the beach, we could go to the pool, uh, we haven't been to the park in a while. and we, we, we immediately start trying to schedule out this free Saturday. I'm sure no one else is like this. And it's, it's exactly like that we are just afraid of downtime, of not having anything to do. One of my, my favorite verses in scripture, I, I had memorized this in college. A, a friend, the first time I'd ever heard it was, was in college, and a friend told it to me. And I was like, man, that is powerful. It's such an easy verse. And so maybe this week, this would be the one thing you would work on. And it's Psalm 4610. It's be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Stop what you're doing and recognize my presence in your life. Are we stopping? To recognize God. I had a mentor once that used to always ask me this question. He used to always ask me, is God speaking? And I was pretty puzzled the first few times he would ask me this because I had no idea. I was like, God's not speaking to me in a burning bush. God's not in a cloud, follow me around. And it took me a little while, and then he would eventually reply, are you listening? And it wasn't so much, is God audibly speaking to me right now in this moment, but am I taking the time to even open myself up to what God could be speaking to me? Am I putting myself in position to allow God to use me? And I think one of the biggest things that, that hinders our ability is we have this fear of, of missing out. Yet at the same time, research has shown that we are the least bored that we have ever been. And that includes children as well. And I think for most of the part of it, it's, it's these things. I know I've even gotten, in the last 12 minutes, I've gotten three little alerts on my phone. And it doesn't even really matter if you put it down or you keep it in your pocket or in a purse. Uh, I did a little research since I was gonna use the word bored. I wanted to to explore what bored was and the ways that boredom, Uh, we're not distracted these days. And what I found really interesting is there was some research at Florida State and at the University of Texas that, that folks literally did worse on a test when their phone was in their pocket or face down on the desk, then if they had to leave their phone in a locked room and then go take the test. This constant fear that we're going to miss out controls our emotions, our minds. It limits us in so many ways. I find myself, I'm waiting in the grocery store line. I pull out my phone. I'm in the doctor's office. I pull out my phone. Anytime that I might even feel the hint of boredom coming on I pull out my phone and the thing with boredom is what boredom leads to is actually the number one thing it leads to is daydreaming and it's daydreaming that opens the door for increased creativity and innovation are we allowing God to speak into our lives are we pausing just enough For one day, God asks us to prioritize boredom over busyness. And so the fourth thing that God invites us to prioritize on the Sabbath day is pleasure over productivity. Have you ever at the end of the day had that moment where you're like, man, I didn't get anything done today. I didn't achieve one thing. I know I said this on Wednesday myself to Erica. And I always find it ironic because I, I, I try to kind of like practice some of these things I'm going to preach on Sunday in the week leading up to it. And I was like, I literally just said one of my points in this sermon. <laughs> and it's like we, we think there's literally this cosmic scoreboard that God keeps up in our lives of like, Chris achieved something great today. Check. One for him. Yet, God has also created us for enjoyment. To enjoy life, to experience pleasure, to have happiness. One of my uh, favorite books of the Bible, it's kind of an underappreciated book. It's a book of uh, Ecclesiastes. And it's traditionally thought to be written by Solomon. It's kind of the last of the three books that He's thought to have written, and he wrote this at the end of his life with all these years of wisdom looking back on his life. And King Solomon has achieved a lot of things at this point. He's had lots of land. He has lots of livestock. He has all of the things, the possessions, the houses, the relationships, that he says it's kind of pointless when he looks back on his life. It doesn't add up to much, and this is what he says. There's nothing better for human beings than to eat, drink, and experience pleasure in their hard work. God's given us a day. A day to experience pleasure. To have joy. To recharge our batteries. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the word recreation is rooted in the word recreate. The Sabbath is a day of rest so that we can rest and be recreated into the person that God has created us to be. And the fifth thing that I invite us to prioritize this week as we practice Sabbath is being present over anxiety. I think we could have Just as easily said, this was present Over Perfect, our our last sermon series. It's an idea that just keeps coming up over and over again. Um, It's something I need to hear over and over again in my own life. Jesus, one time in in Matthew um, chapter 7, is looking at his followers in the Sermon on the Mount. And he tells them, man, y'all worry so much. Y'all worry about everything. You worry about what you're going to eat. You worry about what you're going to wear. But hear this. Your Father in heaven loves you so much. And yet we we find ourselves worrying constantly, don't we? We worry about the past and our past experiences are going to define us in the future. And then we start to have anxiety about the future that all those things that could happen might happen that probably won't happen we worry about it. And for me, this all starts on Sunday afternoon as soon as this is over. I start to worry about that to-do list that I have for Monday and how I'm going to get all this stuff done this week. And it's just this constant cycle in my life of worry and fear. And I don't prioritize being present in the day that is today. And I see this carry over. Have you ever been in one of those meetings where you start to think about that to-do list? And you start thinking about all those things you have to do, all the things you haven't done yet that you were supposed to do, and you told someone that you were going to do them. And then even in that moment in the meeting, your mind is somewhere else you're not present. You're not really with them. You're just there kind of smiling and nodding. And you're like, oh geez, I got so much to do. I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. But God asks us to be present in the moment. Be present in today. And so, like I've shared already, I don't have all this figured out. I'm, I'm on this journey to make these five things a priority in my own life. And so, Yes, the Sabbath is something quickly that we can just give up. There's just no way in the world I can take a day and focus on God, focus on my relationships, being present, experiencing joy and pleasure. There's just no way. Maybe an hour, maybe part of a day. There's just no way. Or we can make it all legalistic of all these things we can and can't do. But I invite you this week to make this a priority. Even if it's just picking out one of these. If you've been a note taker and you're taking notes, make sure you write these down. If If you haven't, take a picture of the screen and pick out one of these things this week. Take a day and make one of these things on the left side a priority in your life. Next week we'll look at what happens in our lives when... We take the time to rest. What God might do in our lives when we take time to rest. Would you pray with me? God of grace and peace, you know the busyness of our lives, the ways that things get cluttered in our hearts and our priorities get out of whack. God, we thank you for your love that says even in the midst of the chaos of our lives, you love us. That you are willing to heal us. God, give us the grace and wisdom this week to be present, to be people that invest in our relationships with you and in others, that we take the time to make one day, one day differently, that we live in the world. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen.